Hey there, I'm Melissa Merrill, a professional home organizer since 2011 and now a speaker, author, course creator, and coach. I created Pro Organizer Bootcamp for aspiring home organizers and decluttering experts who need a kick in the pants to take their business to the next level. Each week, I bring you an action-packed episode filled with tips, tricks, and inspiration to help you build your own professional organizing company. Be sure to subscribe and leave a rating and review. Let's dive in. Today, I'm here with Keisha Lee, a messaging mentor, speaker, actress, and the founder of Striking Statements. Striking Statements is a creative communications agency that helps socially conscious entrepreneurs and creatives craft their brand messaging. Keisha believes that everyone has a statement to make, but it's the striking statements that get you noticed, remembered, and paid. Keisha, welcome <laughs> to the show. Hey, thank you. Thank you for having me. I am so excited to see you again. We met, for those of you listening, back in 2018, Keisha had held a awesome workshop for an organization that we were both kind of part of called the Rising Tide Society. So um, their whole mission is community over competition, building relationships with other women in the entrepreneurial communities locally across the US. And so I'm so happy that we've kept in touch and it's so cool to see where you're now, where you are now. And I just, I'm so happy to catch up with you today. Yeah, likewise, likewise. It has been, it's been a while and it's so fascinating to just keep in touch and to watch each other's journeys, you know, um, through social media. <laughs> and then, and you just never know where the opportunities and when your, your paths will cross again, you know? So I'm really excited about this. Yeah, I just, I love that you always have been such a pillar in this community. Like, you know, you held, I remember we have a co-working space specific to female entrepreneurs called Hera Hub here in the local San Diego. And I think they're now, you know, larger, they have a, a few different franchise locations, but um, you did a workshop there, like you did Rising Tide, you've done various speaking events and workshops. And I just love to see you giving back to the community in that way, because I think so many people need to hear your message. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, and messaging, messaging. Can I can I hop right in into like, cause I was thinking about this um, just over the past couple of days anyway, uh, just in having different conversations with people about what it is I do and why. Like we always, it comes to that why. Why, are you, why do you do what you do? And honestly, you know, we, we do all have statements to make. We make them all the freaking time, right? So when you're conscious of how people are looking at you, or if you are in this space that you want to curate, you do want people to look at you in a certain way, right? That's personal branding. It's about teaching people how to perceive you. Um, it's not about Let's talk about being fake and being authentic because that goes, you know, that's, we hear that a lot, right? And now people are fake or using authentic to cover their fakeness. So let's just get to the point of going back to the why is that I feel like no matter who you are, where you're from, what you do, what your family background looks like, it's our desire and birthright to be truly understood and heard. Oh, and so, I just got chills. Just take a moment. Say that again. I just got chills. Oh. No matter who you are, it's your desire in your birthright 
to be truly understood and heard. Right? So you true. got it. And when we're courageous, like you, the people, the women in your community, to say, yes, I'm gonna walk this path loudly. I'm going to I'm gonna declare who I am and what I'm here to do. Right? That takes courage. When you have that tenacity to do that, then yes, you're you're messaging about who you work with, why what you do matters, you know, the solution it provides, it must be clear so that the right people can hear you. So that the right people can feel you. <laughs> I love it so much. I love it so much because yeah, we're not going to get into the conversation on fake versus authentic or who's no. genuine and who's fluffy or whatever. But I know that for myself, I mean, you've kind of seen my business journey from like the rose gold, everything and the hot pink and this and that, and just something that wasn't authentic to who I, who I was when I was starting my personal brand with let's get you organized. And I really, I feel like over the past three years, it takes time. Right. And, and it's a constant journey. There's no end point. It's a lifelong thing. But with me, I think I have reached the point where I just don't care anymore. You know, like I think at the beginning it was very like, well, I have to be this because so-and-so says this or so-and-so guru said to do that. And so I was so lost in, by the time I had gone from point A to point B, I was like, where the heck am I? Because this isn't me. And so that took a lot to kind of destroy everything and tear everything down. And that in itself was painful, but Hey, I came out of the rubble and I'm like, yo, this is actually who I am. This is the true Melissa. So I, I, uh, I just love, I love everything you do. Can you tell us about how you like operationalize that with your clients? Yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> I think the thing that makes me unique in what I do is that I do a combination of uh, coaching uh, so I call it messaging mentorship, but it is about looking at your mindset. Um, you know, the people I work with are evolving. So that's one thing that never changes, Melissa. With all, this wild ride of entrepreneurship, the one thing that you can count on is your evolution to your next level, right? Am I right? Can I get an amen? <laughs> <laughs> amen. It is amen. so true. Right? I, I think like there's so many variations and there's so much to dig deep into. And it's like the deeper you go, the murkier into like the depths of your soul you go, the more craziness you find, but also the more gems you find. And I just love that it continues to evolve like that. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, with that mindset and that messaging mentorship, it's just really like looking at how you can, you can say one thing, but how we can really fill that bridge, that gap between where you are and where you want to be. Um, and it does begin with, you know, the branding and all the touch points of what you're saying. Is it aligned? Are you even speaking to the people you really want to work with, right? So it's, it's looking at that. So we start with this core messaging revamp. And it's, a, it's like a combination of your unique selling proposition, your value statement, mission statement. It look, it's a combination of all of that. And what we do is we get it clear, we re revamp it, um, we look at your ideal client avatars, we redefine that. And then from there, that's like, boom, we've got this big core message, right? And from that, there's themes, there's messaging themes that we have that I extract, that I give you. And then it is used as a flexible um, container, a container 
um, that allows you to do what you want within it, but allows you to be consistent because consistency is, is the key, right? When it comes to anything, <laughs> really, even if it's small steps, larger steps, you got to build that foundation and keep moving. So the more you do that, the more expansive you feel. So that's how it works. But, you know, my company, we do website copy, we do email campaigns. I have monthly uh, clients who, you know, I am the eyes and the voice, you know, behind it. Like I look at everything, nothing goes out <laughs> without Keisha taking a look and ensuring that, you know, that it, it is cohesive. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think we all need like Acacia in our back pocket to make sure that like we're aligned in the messaging, because I think that's like the key is you start by building that foundation with your clients where it, it truly is coaching at that point, because A, you have to get to know them. B, you have to ask them the tough questions that maybe they haven't thought about before. And then C, you've got to get to like finding those themes that maybe they couldn't see before. So it's almost like these blind spots that we sort of walk through as business owners. And we need that outside opinion because, you know, we get, we get in our own heads, right? We get in our own selves. And of course our business as an entrepreneur is always like our baby, right? Oh, of course our baby's the cutest baby. And of course, you know, we are, we're the mom of this baby and we don't, we never want it to, you know, give it up or, or do anything with it. And so to have that objective opinion, it's like, you have to A, be open to coaching, but B, be able to shift and pivot and evolve um, because maybe where you started is not, you know, where you're meant to be. Right, exactly. And it does take that openness of saying, okay, um, Again, the people I work with, they have been in business for a bit, three years, four years. So they've done, they've learned, <laughs> they've seen what's not working. They're in a rebrand or a pivot and are, are saying, yes, you know, what I have to give is, is so much bigger than me. And I want that impact, but I know I don't know everything. And I think that's such a key for scaling, for growing, for being a good leader is to know where, where and when you need to get the help and support. Um, so I'm glad to support in that. Yeah. yeah, it's so key. It's so key too, because, you know, when you think of like that, that client demographic that you have of like kind of the three years, four years in, I think um, that is the point too, where we see a lot of statistics of, you know, most businesses, I do a lot of volunteering with SCORE, which is part of the U.S. Small Business Administration. We always throw up these statistics. I never remember any of them because I'm not a numbers person, but, you know, there's like all these crazy statistics of how many businesses last past the two-year mark, the three-year mark, the four-year mark, how many make it to the five-year mark is astonishingly, astonishingly low. And, I love that you can kind of swoop in like, okay, you're here, you're in, you're, they're probably kind of in a rut, like you said, or they're, you know, in a transition period, in a pivoting period. And so for you to come in with that fresh set of eyes and that energy, what I love most about you is that energy that you bring to it. Do you find that your clients are just like revived after going through the striking statements programs? I think so. And yes, I feel like it's eye-opening. It's like, okay, I didn't know we were going here, but like, wow, I'm, I'm so glad. I'm glad. Um, because yeah, it does need that other perspective. You only know when you're so close to something, you only know what you know, you see what you see, even though you may desire something else. And so I love helping to clarify and to actually show them, like you had mentioned blind spots or those gaps in knowledge, um, to just say like that you went through this experience. It's also about story, right? It's about looking at their life experiences and 
selecting the ones, the experiences that have really, really lended themselves to who they are now, who've shaped them, right? Our life journeys shape us, but it's really hard. Um, it can be hard to, to realize that that was something remarkable that you went through. You're like, eh, uh, yeah, I did that, but it's not that big of a deal. I'm here to say, no, that's good. That's life-changing for somebody. Let's infuse that, you know? So I, I love that as well. Yeah. And I think just as a consumer, I love seeing that. I love seeing those behind the scenes posts on, you know, Instagram or Facebook or even LinkedIn of, you know, Hey, I started from here. Now I'm here, or this is how I got over this hard moment, or even just simply, this is what I'm going through right now. And really normalizing, um, normalizing, humanizing these businesses, you know, especially if you're a solopreneur or a small business owner in the creative community, I think it's so crucial for clients to get to know you and like you and trust you. And I know myself, I can't know you like you or trust you until I see behind the Instagram grid or the pretty glossy, you know, photos or whatever it is. Like I want to get to know that person and connect with them. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and with so much that we're bombarded with, um, in all areas, you know, social media, obviously <laughs> it's got its place, but we are bombarded with so much information all the time <clears throat> that our brains have gotten, you know, we, we can see, we can tell when things are fluff. We can see when it's surface level. And that's why I feel like consumers, if you're looking at trends, like you, they want to know, even with bigger brands, they want to know the story behind like this. What's your mission? You know, do it. Can I align with this? I want to see you. I want to see your heart, you know? Um, and so that's what I'm, that's, that's what I'm really about. Like the essence, like bringing that essence of who you are. Cause when you can do that, when you can do that, the energy behind your words are more activating. It, it, it shifts the power of them. You know, it's such a game changer. I think too, for business owners to reach that point where, like you said, you know, maybe they've gone through these not even traumatic or crazy life experiences, but just gone through life, right? They, you know, life has happened over the past 20, 30, maybe 40 years. And I, so when I started telling the story about growing up in a hoarding household, and that's how Let's Get You Organized came to be, I think for me, that was a huge game changer because before I started telling those stories, I kind of like buried that story within me. And it was almost like shameful, like, oh, I grew up in one of these hoarding households, just like the show hoarders. And oh, how could you live that way? And things like that. But it's like, no, no, no. Like, A, I got myself out of that situation. And B, look how I am now where I'm actually serving the community and helping these types of people that have gotten themselves into these situations in their homes. And so for me, that was a huge game changer, because I think it gave me more confidence in speaking to my story and was able to loop in my community at the same time. So it's so, I just love it so much. Yeah, no, and I remember when you started sharing that and I'm like, oh my goodness, oh, that makes sense. Oh, okay, well, I, that talk about no like and trust. I mean, I already liked you and trust you, but like for your, for your people, like that's, how much more of evidence do you need to say she understands where I may be, right? Or have been, cause she's been there and she's on the other side. So 
why wouldn't I trust somebody who knows where I am <laughs> now and has taken the steps to learn and hone and fine tune to get on the other side? Yes, I want her to show me. I will follow you. <laughs> you know? I love it. I love it. And I think like this is just so needed. It's such a needed service. Now, I understand um, you've been in business for a while. Can you tell us like a few different things of at the beginning, if you think back, how did you come up with your business name? And then how did you brand it out? Like, how did you come up with your fonts, your colors, your logos? I'm sure there's been iterations since then, just like most of us, you know, that it kind of evolves and pivots throughout the years. But tell us a little bit about that. Okay, so the concept of the name striking statements came to me when I was working as a public relations manager for the world's largest credit union, which is Navy Federal. Um, and I, while it was a good job, uh, it wasn't dynamic. It was actually the place that really showed me uh, because of my role, I was able to work with a variety of levels, like the CEO, you know, I was in executive management meetings and then I would work with branch managers across the world. And then I could work with customer service people. So I was like around all levels of the organization within the organization. And that's where I saw like, hmm, you know, I, when it came to relaying information, was good at it. You know, I, people, no matter the audience, you know, I was able to translate those things in a relatable way. But I also saw that not everybody was able to do that and how detrimental it could be <laughs> when you don't, right? In terms, you know, no matter how talented you may be, if you just cannot convey your message clearly uh, in a way that people understand, then that's just going to bypass them and, and it's just not going to be effective. So during that time, that's where I was really like, okay, there, there is a need here. And I think I might be the person to help. But at that time, the name, the name, it was like, I knew I wanted something that stood out. I knew I wanted something that summed up what I was, really what I was and what I did. And I don't know, I just kind of played around. It took a couple days, I think, you know, kind of daydreaming. It wasn't anything heavy or stressful. I was just like, huh, would this work? Would that work? Hmm. And then I came up with striking statements. And I will tell you, out of like all the decisions I've had to make over the years, my business name was a winner, like from the start, like from the start. I think that was A1. <laughs> um, and then, okay, so initially, I did striking statements as a way to help people curate special milestone events. So I wouldn't call myself an event planner, but I did curate some special things like anniversary dinners and um, like a book signing kind of event. And I was just playing initially. Come 2008, this was like 2007, 2008 happened, <laughs> which was a big market, like housing market, but it was not a good year for a lot of people, let's just say, right, in 2008, and I was not excluded from that. Um, financially, you know, I was okay, but I actually had, uh, my daughter was five at the time, and then I became pregnant with my son, and I was already thinking, should I Am I ready to step out on my own? No, kind of scary, not sure. Uh, but when I got pregnant, I thought, oh, I could go on maternity leave and just leave. <laughs> so, and it was around that time. Well, that's what I did. And I had this, like, all these ideas. Oh, you know, I can focus on growing striking statements and maybe it will shift and I'll take care of the kids and then their dad can do his thing. And then I'll, 
it didn't work out that way, let's just say. Um, for one, my son, actually, he was born with a rare genetic disorder um, and he lived for six months. And so the, the six months of his life, it was truly my dedication just to loving him and, and, and um, understanding his needs and accepting, you know, accepting a lot of what I couldn't control. And, and that was a big, that was a big um, lesson, you know, to really know, you know, I had all these plans. It's going to go like this and this and this. And it's like, honey, no, you know, not always. It's, it's about how you take things. It's about how you're able to, to pivot, to process. Um, and it's about perspective. So after that journey, uh, I'll fast forward to 2009. I took a break. <laughs> I took a break because then my relationship also crumbled. And so I took a break. But I also at that time discovered Twitter. I was a big fan of Twitter early on. And I that's where I saw so many entrepreneurs, so many people like using their creative genius to, to monetize it. I'm like, this is legal? Like you all, like this is incredible. Wow. So then I looked at my own talents and my desires for helping others. And I thought, you know what? Instead of doing this like curated thing, I think I want to help people make, help entrepreneurs make striking statements. I want to help those who are awesome at what they do, but need some help in articulating what they do. <laughs> So that's how it started. <laughs> and that oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So cool. And I think like the under underlying tone in, in that story and, you know, it's just that it evolves. It, it, life is always in flow and you might have a plan, but God, the universe, spirit, whatever you believe in usually has something else in mind. And I like to believe that it's usually for a higher good and that it's usually, you know, all for a reason. And I know just before we popped on, we kind of, you know, started talking about how life will just kind of redirect. It's just like a gentle nudge, like, oh, no, honey, like you're meant to be over here. Okay, little nudge, little nudge, you know, and redirect, redirect. And I think when you look back at your life's journey, it's so important to recognize those milestones and sort of those, um, Cat catalytic moments like you know you think of the word catalyst and like what change can happen outside of a life-changing event and the events that follow that and how it unfolds and sometimes you look back and you go wow like okay that's how all this happened that's how I'm here now and I love that what you're able to do is siphon down all of those mini you know, when you were telling your story, I, I just, I'm so visual. I imagine everything like a movie and I can see, you know, all those different scenes of the movie. And yeah. so when you're able to do that for other people as truly like the visionary and the creative behind these businesses, I think it just makes so much sense to be able to share all of those little movies and all of those little scenes mm -hmm. with the world. Yeah. 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 So that's how, that's really how, like, I got on that path. And actually, you know, one of my clients came through Twitter. I was amazed. She was down in Alabama. You were just mentioning the South. She <laughs> reached out to me, this doctor in Alabama who was writing a book and needed a nice cover, like a tag line and description for her book. And that's when I was like, okay, this is it. All right. I'm on the right, I'm on the right path.
It's always those first clients that I think are such the game changer because we can sit and we can dream and we can journal and we can visualize and we can play and we can, you know, almost like use, just use our imaginations just to kind of create and have fun. But until you make a dollar, sometimes you're just playing, right? You're just in fantasy land. And I think like that's, that is such a necessary piece to every business to take time, take those days off to really dream and take those days off to really you know, vision set and think about your future and things like that. But I remember when I made my first dollar, I hear it from my clients all the time when they made their first dollar. It's like, that's when it becomes real. Like, wow, somebody's going to exchange their money for what I'm offering and get paid to do not only what you love, but what you're good at and be able to share those natural gifts and talents with the world. And so when you got that first paying client, was that the moment that it kind of came together? Like, ah, I'm on the right track. I can do this. Yeah. It felt incredible. Like that I had made the decision, uh, to, to pivot in that way. And then I didn't even promote it in that way. It was the energy shift, right? In me that she was like, hey, do you do taglines? I'm like, yeah, I, can, I do taglines. <laughs> okay, let's do it. She felt something. And that's why I think that's just so important about your belief in yourself and that self, how that plays that, that role. But yeah, it made it real. And honestly, up at that point I had done I was still helping a couple of local businesses with some PR, some writing things, some, you know, I was still, the needle was still like, you know, trying to get really clear. But yeah, after her, yeah, I'm, I'm like, this is, this is real. It's real. Yeah. And I, I love like listening to those whispers of what the universe has in store for you. It's kind of like, you know, it could be a friend that's asking, hey, can I pay you for this? And you're like, oh, oh my God, I am really good at that. And then it turns into a whole business or, you know, there's all these little whispers that if we're paying enough attention to them, we can hear them and we can go with it. And that's where I think the magic happens. It's so cool. Um, thank God for the lady in Alabama on Twitter. <laughs> I know, thank you. <laughs> and I she has kept in touch. She came back again and needed something else. And so, and that's been a trend, you know, as well with many clients. They, they, uh, they, 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 they come back in and, you know, want to do some other things. So, and they that's stay. the way to be. Yeah. 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 And I think that's, you know, that shows too, like, especially like with home organizing, you're inviting them into the deep, dark depths of your space. You know, it is your sanctuary. It is your nest. And sometimes as an organizer, you're going through, you know, skeletons in the closet, so to speak, or you're going through, you know, weird stuff in nightstands or weird stuff in garages that hasn't been gone through in years and years. And I think when you're able to build that rapport, like I know you do Keisha with your clients. And I know a lot of the girls in my programs do this, you get that repeat business. Cause it's like, they're almost, they're attracted to that energy. I think they're not attracted to the tactical. Oh, she put a label on a box, right? They could care less, but they're attracted to your energy and how you show up. You don't need to go from zero to a hundred real quick. Here at Pro Organizer Bootcamp, we're all about taking baby steps to success. As you're learning how to start out on your journey in pro-organizing, it can be extremely overwhelming. You're not just trying to figure out how to color code books on a bookshelf or organize cereals and grains into pretty glass jars. You're also being bombarded with overwhelming thoughts about how to accept payments, confirm appointments, gather online reviews, build a website, grow a social media presence, file for a business license, 
and about a million other things. Hell, you might not even know how to get your very first paying client or how to get your name out there in your local community so you can actually test those waters and see if you even like this whole Marie Kondoing home editing thing after all. Once you're in a state of overwhelm, chances are you'll freeze and stop creating any momentum in your budding business. And no one wants that. The Pro Organizer Bootcamp course presents the information on how to start your business in an easy to follow bite-sized format. I'm here to guide you, so let's dive right on in. Check it out on Instagram, Facebook, or Pinterest at Pro Organizer Bootcamp. So I think a lot of times there's there's women that are wanting to start a business and they're sort of like on the fence, maybe they're sort of hesitant, sort of timid, sort of shy, haven't really stepped into their power, but like if you're working with them, you can probably see like, okay, there's something in there. Like, let's try to pull it out. Let's try to pull it out. How do you pull that out and, and like bring it to life? Yeah. Um, you know, part of, part of my process is a call, you know, we get on a call and I just, I chat. It, it follows an assessment. So I have some Intel and I have some very intentional questions on there. So then on the first call, we talk, we talk about some of the things on the, some of their responses and I let them tell their story. It'll, it's amazing how much I can glean and how much people, I've had clients on our kickoff call who've been in tears, who've been, who've, who've been in tears because their dream is so big and they just don't know how they're going to be able to achieve it. Right. Um, and it just feels so complex um, in their in their minds is of how how am I going to get this out there to the world, uh, and so that's one way to really connect through conversation and through understanding their a bit of their journey. The other part, and I think this is kind of this is a bit where some of my my skills come in, uh, is that you know a couple of my clients have called me a channeler, okay, and I don't I know it might sound woo. But it's a, it's a matter of being like, I don't, did you write that? I don't, I, like, this totally feels like me. And I think it comes to life from stepping into and understanding the person and also seeing their dreams and their vibes. So I'm all about tone. Like when it comes to your branding, it's about your tone of voice and your, just your uniqueness, your, what makes you, you, that personality, because if we don't, explore that and expose that, then you will be dull and disappear and not really be noticeable. So it's about giving them permission. It's about being playful, understanding, empathetic, and also firm and saying, you know what, let's, let's, let's go there. Like what they, they share a piece of their story. Hey, let's, I want to explore that a little bit more because that definitely makes a difference in, you know, explaining why your whatever it is that you do over here is really a benefit. So it is, it does take time. It is a process. I, I wouldn't say that after one call, they're like, yeah, I'm ready to go. <laughs> they might feel enthused, but it's not telling this is the other part of it. They actually see that messaging. So when you see it, it's like, oh, you know, that helps to make it real as well. And it's just about practicing it, putting it on, implementing it, speaking it. Because my messaging, I say, is multi-use messaging. We heard, we've heard of MLMs. I do MUMs, you know, multi-use messaging. So the messaging that comes out of the core message revamp, it can be used on your IG profile. It can be used 
as a bio for yes, yeah, your podcast. Say you're you're looking to be get more exposure. You can use that. You can use that part of it on discovery calls with your own clients. You know, this is all messaging that you can verbalize, put in uh, on a web page, put on your profile. You've got to live it and breathe it and embody it. That's where that embodiment part comes from. It matters. Yeah. And messaging matters so much. And it it's especially when you're in some sort of service business or even like one-on-one coaching, one-on-one consulting, creative design, web design, like any, like you have to have your messaging down pat. And I just, that is so true. That's so true. I love it. I love what you do so much. Now, before we close, what are some trends maybe that you're seeing with women in business as it pertains to their messaging, their branding, their storytelling efforts? Are there any trends? Are there anything that you see that people typically get hung up on? Tell us a little bit about that. Okay, in terms of, of some trends that I see, it is all about, especially now, 2021, we have gotten through uh, 2020, which was a doozy for many people in a lot of ways. And even if the outcomes were mainly good, it was it, it was a time of self-reflection and being like, what's really important? Let me like reevaluate my priorities here. <laughs> you know, whether it's your peace of mind, it's your health, it's your relationships, it's what you're doing. And so what I've seen um, with the business owners and entrepreneurs I work with is that, yeah, they really are looking at expanding in terms of their services, in terms of their mission. So for example, I have a client who he has a mechanic shop. It's a luxury vehicle repair shop, but it's a repair shop, right? Okay. (laughs) And we've been working together for a year. This is the thing. He, one of their core values is give back, community give back, right? And so what he's done, he actually, at the end of 2020, he founded a nonprofit. And the nonprofit is all about providing uh, quality skills to those who are either in the recovery community, uh, former inmates, um, veterans who, I mean, these are folks who typically fall through the cracks if without the right support, right? I mean, definitely re-entering society or civilian life. Um, it's difficult. And looking at like this trade skill being something that could be a benefit. So the messaging on one part is about what they do on the day-to-day, but it's totally shifted to explore who they are, what their values are, what they're doing, what that looks like, improving, like this is bigger than us. Like, thankfully, you know, I have this business, but I wanna help more people. So I see that, that's one example, but I just see this level of seriousness now in terms of this is my one life and I really wanna do something with it that's really important um, and impactful. And so, yeah, I I see that. I see people like in that space of, I I need some messaging because I'm doing big stuff. Um, And then the other thing in terms of what many times people get hung up on, I actually shared a post yesterday about empowered vulnerability. You know, it's like when you are a solopreneur, you wanna share something, going back to sharing parts of our story or experiences we've been through that not a lot of people know about, that could help, but you know, they're like, get squeamish. Like, I don't want to be unprofessional. I don't want people to look at me like I can't be trusted or I'm a mess, total mess. And I say to that, look, you know, there are certain things you got to look at before you, you go there. Right. And, and, and this is why I teach empowered vulnerability when it comes to sharing story, you got to look at one, 
have you had enough time to heal from this particular situation? You know, you can still be in the up uh, and the journey of it, but not in the real shit of it. <laughs> you know, if you, you know, and that's, that's always a, that's always something you've got to look at and determine for yourself. But if you feel you're in a place where you can talk about this from higher perspective, where you have learn some gems where you come from a wisdom point of view, then, okay, that's empowered vulnerability. Number two, if it's something that um, you feel that somebody could be else could benefit from, right? <laughs> you know, if somebody can benefit from hearing the journey, seeing the lesson, seeing who you are now, then that's another thing. And then the third part of this empowered vulnerability, it's just entrusting. It's entrusting that this experience was for you to be able to serve as a testament to others, right? And so when you look at those things in that way, um, it doesn't feel so uh, off-putting or intimidating to, to, to share in a way that really connects. And, and really what it does is it, it really establishes your authority on that particular thing that you do. And um, people want real, we already talked about this. People are looking for that real connection. They're looking for the humanness and being human is not all perfectly coiffed and curated all the damn time. We have tools for that shit, but that's not real life. <laughs> and so, amen, yeah. amen again, <laughs> mic drop. Yeah, I, God, I just, I love your, your realness. And I think like, what always cracks me up, Keisha, is when I go to somebody's Instagram page or even somebody's Facebook business page or Twitter page or whatever it is, mm -hmm. they have zero photos of themselves, zero descriptions of themselves, zero who the heck's page is this. I like, ah, yeah. oh, I just, it kills me because I'll go and connect with a new page and say, wow, they have really great content. And they, you know, maybe they have 200, 300 followers. They're growing their, their brand, they're growing their business and their photo, their header photo is a logo. It's not a picture of them. And then I scroll all the way down into the feed, maybe a hundred different posts, never once have done like an intro post or, Hey, this is who's behind the page. And from the perspective of the consumer that needs to know, like, and trust them in order to hire them and pay them for their, their natural gifts and talents. And you know, that they're trying to serve the world. It's like, it kills me to see that they're hiding almost like they're hiding behind the curated quaff. I love how you said quaff. You must have spoken French at some point because you said that perfectly. But like, yeah, I, I just the curated stuff for me, I think is starting to go away. It's starting to not be as trendy. And I think people really are starting to embrace vulnerability more, which is which is great to see. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing, Melissa, one other thing, when people start with me, my clients, it does also with that revamp core messaging revamp, we look at what do you stand for? Like it really, you gotta go there, you know, and even if you write it down, I have a manifesto and I stand manifesto that it is about looking at what you value, what's important to you perhaps what's not, but as long as you're clear in that and you let that be your North star, that's gonna help you with the curation, with the solutions that you have, with the offers or programs, or even the partnerships that you choose to do, the opportunities that you choose to say yes to or no to, that's truly gonna serve you. And the more of you that you can bring to anything, 
the more that you will be able to see who your the real people are for you. Right? Yeah. 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 It's like you attract, you become magnetic to the people that are meant to find you. And then you repel the people that maybe aren't meant to be in your audience. And yeah, it's, uh, there's so much magic. I could talk to you for five hours. Um, so where can people find you? Cause I know so many people are going to be so eager to check out what you're doing at striking statements. Where can people find you? Yes. So I love hanging out on Instagram and Facebook, Instagram at striking statements, um, Facebook, striking statements, Facebook page and Keisha or Keisha Lee. Um, and then strikingstatements.com is, is my website. So you can go there, check it out, get in touch with me. Should you want, and we can play, we can play. <laughs> I love it. Infusing more play, more fun into the business. It doesn't all have to be so serious when you find yourself in a transitory period or in a pivot or in a rut, you can infuse play and fun and Keisha's amazing ball of energy into it and really make magic happen. So thank you so much, Keisha, for being here today. I'm so excited to see what you do next. Oh, and likewise, this has been so much fun. Thank you. Yay. Thank you so much. Okay, everyone, stay tuned for next week's episode. New episodes come out every Wednesday. Make sure you're subscribed. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love it if you'd leave a review or share it with someone who'd also benefit from listening in. To stay connected, follow at Pro Organizer Bootcamp on Instagram, join our Pro Organizer Bootcamp Facebook group, and learn more about my coaching programs at ProOrganizerBootcamp.com. Thanks so much for tuning in.